It is podcast time, hockey fans. Thank you for watching this Dan K. Show production, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. Hello, hockey fans, and welcome back once again to the most watched show in junior hockey. We are continuing our summer series of interviews. Listen, other shows might take a break. Other shows might, you know, go to the beach, work on a tan, you know, maybe, you know, learn a new hobby, find a new skill. Other shows are not this show because this show has no days off except for the days off we take on very short notice to go play golf and a man who takes just a few days off to play golf. It's Dan K. Dan, welcome in. I don't I don't like uh, that felt a little more like an attack, less like an intro there, uh, but I'll take it. Uh, I, I will wear that What's one. What's the difference these days, really? I mean, what? We've done 26 of these interviews so far, and I've been on a golf course during about 11 of them. Today, I'm not. Today, I'm working hard from the office, okay? So I'd like to... Should you get kudos when you just do the bare minimum of showing up to work? Yes. Absolutely, yes. Me, I'll take it. I'll take pats on the back anytime I can get and positive affirmations. But I got a lot of positive affirmations for today's guest. I'm excited about this guy. This is a guy who you could say could educate a lot of young athletes on how to play the game and how to succeed. This is a guy who, you know, I'm sure his name is said wrong almost as much as mine was before I changed the show name to the Dan K show and started this whole thing up. We've got coach Louis Educate on the dial with us today from the Utica Junior Comets, the hosts of the Premier Elite Nationals last year. And I think guys that want to hoist the Deneen Cup at the NCDC level this season. Coach, what's going on? I'm good. How are you guys doing? I'm I'm glad that you're golfing a lot, Dan. I, I'm trying to do the same, but I don't think I'm getting as lucky as you right now. Hey, you know, you got to work it in between. the. You have real work to do, right? Like what we do, I always call this a fake job. You got you to actually recruit. You got all this stuff going on. What, what are we saying right now? If I put you on a golf course, what are you shooting today? Today? Yeah, uh, today. Um, I don't know. I haven't played in a few weeks. Oh, I, see, I, maybe I'll, I'll clip eighty though, or under eighty. I'm like a two and a half, three. I I felt it. Oh, I felt, Lucas, I felt sneaky. I felt yep. sneaky sniper oh, on the golf course. Oh, I don't know. It's been a couple of weeks. Probably a three under par. A modest fifty nine. <laughs> maybe maybe a modest fifty nine plus out there. I like that. Well, well, coach. Let's get into the hockey part of this, man. What's going on right now? I know you just jumped off the ice. You're on the ice early this morning. Where are we at right now? We're sitting here in, in June talking with you. How's the offseason going? It's been good. Um, I actually just got back from Greece, which was which was nice. But um, So today was the first day on the ice as well for a while. We had, you know, we had a lot of our local kids that um, are kids in the, I guess, central New York area that have played for us. So we just started, we're starting skates Tuesday, Thursday mornings um, to keep guys, you know, freshing on the ice, which is good. And then some local kids from around the area um, that are younger as well to, you know, kind of get our brand out and our name and get some kid, kids in for some early looks, which has been good. I thought uh, we had a pretty successful draft. At least it feels that way. Just the feeling after this year's draft uh, felt better than I, I, I believe last year's um, just as a whole. So, we're excited about that. We think we have some young kids who could potentially play for us. So, um, yeah, we feel like we're in a good spot with recruiting right now. Yeah, and, and you're sitting here coming back from Greece. I always tell people I came back from Greece, but really it's just me going back to the TV yet again to watch Danny Zuko in a dance conversation 
with uh, what's her name, Cha Cha from Saint Bernadette's Lucas. That that's <laughs> the movie. That ain't Grease the place. Yeah, the food the food's not as good when I'm watching Grease the movie. It's more like a like a TV dinner and like like a like a bag of popcorn. Like it's 1985 again. But but coach, we're we're looking at you right now. You're talking about getting that name out there. You guys just hosted nationals last year. And yeah. What a job you did, Nicole Kelly. The entire team there, just tireless effort to put that thing together. The facility, though. Talk to me about the facility. If I'm a player right now, thinking about going to Utica and playing for Coach Educate, outside of having a coach that can that can snipe under 80s on the golf course, but what what am I looking at with that facility, man? It's a beauty. Yeah, it's it's been a long time coming, honestly, too, just because of when COVID happened. You know, the building was supposed to be ready almost two years ago, um, or or even possibly three years ago, like right when COVID struck, it kind of slowed the production down of everything. But now that everything's here, um, it's great. I mean, I've been all over the the country playing hockey through obviously junior college, uh, coaching the whole nine yards. And I don't, I think our facility rivals, quite frankly, any facility in the country. Um, just the amenities that we have as a program is fantastic. You know, we obviously already have the 4,000 seat arena that the AHL team plays in. Um, and the university, Utica University plays there, so we share that rink. And then you got the three facility, the three sheet facility connected with you know that main rink that you guys were on quite a bit for nationals. That's I don't know what it seats, but there's box seats, there's great seating everywhere. And then you kind of have the two practice sheets, if you will, with the track upstairs. We have the private gym um, up there. As you guys saw, that bar restaurant's pretty cool. That looks over rink one as well, and. Just the standing room is amazing. The, the the seats, everything's great there. So um, I think when kids walked into that building, they were, you know, kind of in awe. I think the kids that we bring in for recruiting um, on site um, are kind of blown away. Expectations are certainly met and higher. Parents really like it, you know, because they, they've been everywhere as well, right? So yeah. when they step into the building, how clean it is, how, how new it is, how much money was put into it to make it look nice. It, it should stand the test of time. I don't think it's one of those buildings in five years that's going to start losing kind of its, its shape or nostalgia, if you will. It's so it's a great facility. I mean, we're hosting the 2024 IIHF for the, the women's game, um, the world tournament there, you know, in Utica, just to give an idea of how great our facilities are. I mean, they're not going to host a tournament for the IIHF anywhere. Right. So, um, the fact that it's in Utica, New York, I think is a great thing. And it just shows, I think to our, the guys we're trying to recruit, you know, what our building can do and what it can hold and the resources that we have with the AHL team and the, and the university as well as, you know, second to none, really. I mean, we have a great facility with, you know, a ladder system really in place, you know, we're sending kids to the university from our, from our program. That's one of the top teams in the country. So. Um, yeah, things are rolling pretty well right now. Yeah, and yeah, you talk about the Utica College team, man. That that's an absolute beast right there, right now. A Heenan on the bench, and the the area Utica, it feels like, you know, hockey's been up there forever, but there there's almost a rebirth right now of the game with how good Utica's gotten at the collegiate ranks, with what you guys are doing there, with the junior comets, with the AHL squad, with the new building in town. Coach, I mean, what what's the vibe of Utica? Because I, I like to think of it. It's kind of like that that lunch pail to work town, it feels like, right? Like you get up there, and, and it's a place where, where folks can really get behind a, a hockey team. And 
and the community can really get behind your young hockey players who are trying to, to develop and, and get that next level, I feel like, up there in your gut. Yeah, there's no question. It's really special. I, I played my college here, um, and when I came in, came in, I think, I mean, the city's even grown since then big time, and you've seen changes in the building. I believe it was my junior year was the first year of the Comets, and you can't mention kind of Utica without Gary Heenan, who is the head coach at, at the university now. Um, you know, he started the program. He's been there 20 years and he kind of rebuilt what it was when it was the Utica Devils after the Utica Devils left. And he rebuilt this whole thing and got fans back in the building. And then uh, Rob Ash obviously ended up stepping in and, um, you know, who owns our junior team and part of the AHL team. And, you know, he brought an AHL team back to Utica, which kickstarted everything again about 10 years ago. Um and the city's just been absolutely booming since then. We started our youth program kind of grassroots, and which is really starting to now you're seeing the 18U team. It's, you know, it takes time to build a program from the bottom up, right? But um, the resources we have and the growth within this, this town and this community, and it's really a small hockey hotbed. I mean, I'm originally from Chicago and the hockey here, like the when you go into town, um, you know, it's all that's talked about, whether it's the, the college or the university or the junior team or the, the pro team. I mean, it's, it's really all about hockey. And I mean, there's fans in here filling up the building all the time for these games. So it is very exciting uh, what's going on. And the younger kids, right, they're from Might Sports Peewees uh, all the way up are um, really getting excited, excited about it. And you can, you can feel the energy around the, around the community, you know, no question. Well, I think I think the perspective that's been interesting so far on on these podcasts, especially when we talk about you know the the NCDC and these organizations, is the is the draft, right? Because it is something that you know this year was a little bit later in April by by two weeks, but you know for a lot of folks, especially if you're discovering the league through you know the off season and through a, a you know, a child who's playing in the elite or premier or just being exposed to hockey, the draft can sometimes be a little bit of a kind of a weird process, right? It doesn't, not that it doesn't make sense, but it, it kind of feels like a little bit of an interesting, uh, interesting process. So coach, if you could just run through for folks, what, like kind of what draft day looks like for you, the kind of work that has to go into it, the, the recruiting timeline, right? Like how far in advance you have to be looking at these players to get ready for draft day. Yeah, I mean, we bring in kids during the season to come skate um, that are draft age eligible to see how, you know, they look even um, with our junior players. And obviously at that time, they're they're very underaged, right? Like we didn't have any 06s or 07s on our roster this year. So they're younger than everyone. So if you have a kid that you feel is can kind of hang or more than hang um he's probably a draft prospect for you and i mean that's just a small percentage of it i mean a lot of guys you'll have to go go see recruit or even watch on video it's obviously hard to get out as coaches but um you know we have some guys around the country that can kind of take peeks in on kids um and then we'll get feedback there and then we watch a little bit of video you know you got to talk to some advisors then you got to talk to the player talk to their coach so there's a lot of vetting that's done to make sure you have um, a, one, a good kid and two, a kid that wants to be in Utica, right. Or believes in, believes in Utica or, or what the league represents. Um, and kind of when you start connecting those dots, then you make your board. And I would say the one thing about like a junior draft or our draft, it's not 
to me, it's not like an NHL draft necessarily. Like you're not necessarily plucking one as your best guy. I think at the top of the draft, it's more like that. But the the rest of the draft, you really got to figure out who's going to actually come to you. Um, and do, do you like them as a player and, and just fitting them into different spots? And maybe you you think you have a hitting guy that you can slide down the board a little bit, um, and then you maybe have to pluck somebody earlier that you think a lot of teams are on. So there's a lot there's a lot that goes into it, um, no question. I think that's what I was talking about a few minutes ago, that I think we figured that out a little bit better this year um, as it being the second year that I was doing it. So this year, everyone that was on our board inside like the top 15 or 20 even um, we got and last year that wasn't the case. So I think we just prioritized better and that's, I think the best way to put it. Yeah. Cause you're not, you, it doesn't make any sense to just, like you said, pluck kids, right? You, you right. need to put in the work to make sure that these, these players that you're, you're drafting, there's a chance, a good chance that they're going to want to come play for you. If not this year, then maybe in a, a, a year or two down the line, considering, you know, the, the age range that's being targeted for this year's draft. Yeah, there's no question. I think you're right. Like if a kid's not necessarily ready this year, we want him to be right next year. And I think that's the big thing where every 06 that we drafted, we feel like if they're not ready this year, they should be ready next year. And that pretty much goes the same with the 07s for the most part. Right. So um, yeah, that's certainly in a, a, a component. Um, absolutely. And, you know, we believe that we're a development program as well. So when we're drafting kids, a lot of these kids we're drafting, it's like, Hey, you know, we want to get you to the USHL. If you can play in our league as an 06, right. Or an 07 that I think you're a half step away from the USHL. And that's my opinion. So if we have a young kid playing this year, that's no six, the, the whole goal, the entire year will be to move him up. I love that. I mean, and that, that is, you know, again, we, we opened this by saying, you know, you parents at home might be a little bit confused about what, what the purpose is. Right. But Dan, I don't know if I could have even come up with a better explanation than that. That is, I think, perfectly distilled down what the, the not just the point of the draft, but what kind of this outlook of the NCDC is, right? That it's focusing on development, it's looking ahead, it's doing the groundwork here and and trying to really focus on developing this next crop of young junior players. And even as Coach said, if you're a standout, right? If you're coming to this program and you're a standout at that age, you might be USHL ready in a year, right? Or USHL yeah. ready right now and need a couple extra years. I, I think I think that was incredibly well said. Yeah, and you look at it, I think the big thing with this NCDC product, Coach, is, is as it continues to grow and now expands west, it's it's finding its niche as we go here. And you guys yeah. are kind of all figuring it out. And one of the greatest niches, I think, about the NCDC is the coaching, specifically guys like you, guys like Holsky, guys like Marku. We got a young bunch of coaches in this league, man. We got coaches that can be taking the next step to the next level over the next couple of years. What's what's the coaching like in this league, man? What's it like coaching against these other guys, especially some of these guys around around your age range here, uh, behind the benches throughout the league? Yeah, for sure. I mean, last year being my second year, I mean, I was always pretty comfortable with it. I think your first year, you're trying to be a little bit careful. Like you don't want to step on anybody's toes. Yep. Um, but at the same time, you have to assert yourself or be who you are. And I think on the bench, for me, I'm probably a little bit too much of who I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I've, I've had to kind of try to figure out, 
you know, the right way to approach the game as a, as a bench coach to get the respect, you know, of your players, the ref and, and the other team's coach really. Cause I think, you know, sometimes when you're coaching, you peek over and you, you're not necessarily hearing what they're saying, but you're, you're what, like you, you can kind of take cues a little bit and somewhat figure out their coaching style to a degree, especially with watching video and seeing what they like to do. But, um, you know, I've had, I've had a lot of really good conversations with Mike Marcu um, on coaching. I think him as a young coach and us being in the same division the last two years, you know, we've been able to kind of, you know, be friends off the ice, certainly. Yeah. Um, especially down in, I met him down uh, in Florida during, during COVID when I wasn't the uh, NCDC coach yet. And that's where our relationship kind of started. So I've kind of leaned on him for a lot of things because he was there a year or two before me and you know, obviously he's had a lot of success in the league. And so we kind of bounce ideas off each other. I, you know, I certainly learned from him. I, I'd like to say he's picked up a few things for myself and there's certainly other coaches in the league that you can do that with. Um, but yeah, it's easier for me, obviously with Mikey as my age and a guy I can look up to in, in the sense of his success, early success in the league. Yeah. And, and now we talk about the league itself kind of shifting for you boys in Utica. You guys are going to the North Division yeah. here in the NCDC. So you're going to have some new faces you got to see every day. I'm going to give you a little hint, uh, and, and I'm sure he's not going to like that I'm giving you this inside info. <laughs> when you're playing the Junior Bruins, right, you can kind of know how Mike Anderson's feeling right. by the distance he stands on the bench from the ice. Uh, <laughs> I want you to know this. When he gets, when he gets, if he's ever has his foot up on the boards, Okay, this guy's cooking. This guy's got yep. something going. The rest of the game, he'll try to melt into the glass, right? He's just kind of hands off, just kind of keep the lines moving, right? But if he starts getting up towards that bench, you got to start coaching on that end because that guy, the closeness to the ice, that's how intense this guy's getting. It, it's always he'll, he'll get on the ice if he can at some point in the game. What's it going to be like coaching in a Norris, man? What's this North Division going to be like? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, every year we never get to play those teams in their home barns, right? So we're always playing them, uh, well, besides BJB because they're hosting all the showcases, so we play them there. But other other than that, you know, we're traditionally not in those buildings. And those games are a little bit different, I feel, at the showcase than I guess you would a division regular season game. Which I don't want to they're, – they're just different, right? Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting, I guess, playing these teams, you know, six, seven, well, it's eight times this year um, and kind of getting to figure out the coaches a little bit more and the playing styles of the team. I, I feel I have a pretty good idea of how, you know, Mikey wants to play. Um, same thing with, with the Cyclones, with, with Bill there, um, for sure. Like, I feel like they have pretty unique styles or I don't, you know, like it, it I just feel like I understand how they want to coach and how they want to play. Some of the other teams I'm not as familiar with, um, but yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. It's a new challenge. Um, it'll be exciting. I think for us the travel's the same, so that doesn't hurt at all. Um, so yeah, it'll be good. We haven't had we've had success in the other division, but not constant enough success. We're in pockets, right? So we just need a little bit more. Um, I guess consistency in our games. I feel like we're we've been up and down too much the last two years, and when we're on a skid, we can't get out of it. So, not that the division, switching divisions will change that, but hopefully, we can find more consistency in this division. Yeah, and I almost feel like your style and what I've seen from you from the premier ranks up to the NCDC ranks is you've kind of gone 
might fit this North Division a little bit better, and, and just some of the some of the tactics that these guys bring to the ice. I think that when we watch the North versus the South, the, the South it, it's a little bit more of an opened up game, right? It kind of fits what what Jersey likes to do and what Toby and Jim do there, because that's who a lot of guys are trying to beat each year. Until Coach Marku got it done this year and raised that cup, like right. in the North, it feels a little bit more. You know, you you got to run the system, you got to grind it out. You're going to get hit a little bit from guys like Northern and, and guys like Twin City with hot sure. bench. So, I, I almost feel like if I'm I'm sitting with you, I don't change a thing as to how I put this thing together last year, and I just I just keep getting better through the draft and. I feel like you you gotta at least like the style that you're gonna see on some of these benches that that you have that you do know well. For sure, I you know I, I agree with you. I think you know we're always preaching fast and heavy, and um, I think we can continue to play that way. You know, and I was an offensive guy, and I like to stretch the ice. And like you mentioned, with you know the hitman and the rockets, certainly like to do that. I think Mikey Marcoux plays a more. I don't want to say he traps, but he's very conservative. Like he wins a lot of two one games. Um, and I think hopefully our style will transition well into this division and, you know, we'll obviously have to make some adjustments like, like you do for any opponent, but, uh, yeah, we're excited about the, the new challenge, no doubt. Now the expansion West, right? We, we get these six new teams coming in out West. What does that change anything in your trajectory this off season? Does it, does it, does it excite you to know that this NCDC product's growing? Where where are we at right now in uh in Coach Educate's mind? Yeah, I you know I it's interesting because we're not really playing them this year. Um, it sounds like, or hopefully, I, I would like to see it. You know, where there's some maybe a showcase or two where there's some cross cross division, if you call it play. Um, I haven't. It hasn't really changed our recruiting. Um, too much or anything like that i i I do like the the growth of the game is always great like they're never going to complain about the growth of the game i think obviously anything new you have to get used to right with with adding the west and what is it going to do is it is it going to change your recruiting and it hasn't too much um we've certainly heard of some guys that we've talked to or know of that have you know signed a tender or been drafted out there obviously but um yeah not 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 too much has changed but it's good that the league I and you mentioned this a few minutes ago I think the league is starting to find its niche and it's rebranding itself in a way um especially at the NCDC level which I think is really important like we have to separate ourselves in my opinion from some of the other leagues whether it's tier three or or a different another tier two league right and just and be kind of our own brand and have uh these tier three players aspire to play in our league um right? Like, okay, this is what you get when you go to the NCDC. This is the difference. You know, there is a jump. It's not just, it's not just playing a different team. There's, there's a, you know, a pride in, in being a tier two player in our, in our league. And um, I'm hoping that's starting to happen. I mean, we're trying to do that here in Utica. It's been, you know, I don't want to say a long process, but um, it's taken some time and hopefully this year we'll see kind of some of the stuff that we've been doing pay off. Yeah, and I mean, it takes time anywhere, right? Like, it, it's the Tier 2 ranks. You, I still remember the, the great Ryan Fru when, when he moved his New Hampshire Monarchs team up to the to the Tier 2 ranks the first time in the NCDC, and he, he just looks at us and goes, it's fast. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot faster than what I've seen, right? And it's like, it's it, if anybody wants to, to understand the NCDC product, go back and in the hockey TV and pop in games one, two, or three from that Deneen Cup final between South Shore and, and PAL. 
And these weren't two number one seats, right? These are two teams that got through with a little bit of upset action. Right. And, and that series, man, that, that paired up with any hockey anywhere in the country. Coach Marcoux said it. Coach Holsky said it. They said that that's some of the best hockey they've seen played anywhere in the country at that level or, or beyond. And, and you know, it's, it is a fast game. It, it, is a, it is an upgrade for a player. It is a great place for, for parents to have their players not just go be the number one on a top forward line at the tier three ranks and go score 100 points, but learn how to be a third and fourth line forward, right? Learn how to be that fifth or sixth D-man when you're young. Learn how to play some of the portions of the game that we don't always learn when we just set ourselves up to be the best in every locker room we're in. And coach, can you kind of talk as a guy who's played the game at a bunch of levels, right? A guy who went to the S, like, talk to me about the importance of not just being the guy who scores 150, but being able to play different roles uh, from a coach's perspective. How does that? How does that help a guy get to the next level? Yeah, I mean, there's no question. I mean, I think the more you're a two-way player growing up, especially like it's hard to make the jump to the next level. If you can't play both sides of the puck, um, unless you're, you know, absolutely ripping it up on the score sheet. And then you might be able to forgive some of the defensive side of the puck. But I mean, that's, that's rare. That's one, that's like a guy, a team type thing, right. Um, where they just have this ability to do more than, than anyone else on the ice offensively. But, other than that, I mean, if, if you can just look at it, even going into division three from tier two, if you can't play the D side of the puck, you're, you're not going to go where you want, even, even at the division three level, let alone division one. So um, to your point, 100%, I think for me, when I was playing junior college and then trickled a little bit into pro, you find it. And I realized it too late. Um, I was always an offensive guy. I didn't do as much as I should have on the D side of the puck. And I didn't really realize it until college. And at that point it's too late. Um, and then even going into pro, like that was something that I had to work on to even stay on rosters. Um, so that's something if, if you can pick up at a younger age, to your point, Dan, playing defense, playing penalty kill, um, you know, playing six on five, playing five on six, playing four on four, like, you can't just be a power play guy, right? Um, you have to be able to expand yourself into these different roles. And I think when players figure that out, that they need to be more than a one-trick pony, um, their games will evolve. And it, I mean, not everyone's going to lay down a block shot, right? But if you have that in your game, um, now look, you can kill penalties. And here's the thing. If you're not a power play guy and you're not willing to block a shot, or kill a penalty, then who are you? You know what I mean? Like, where are you going to play? So to get to the next level, you got to be able to do almost all of those things. And and I think the uh, players will go further, even if they're not power play guys, if they can work their way up from killing penalties into four and four play, you know, on the ice when you're up a goal late in the game, and then you earn your power play time that way. Players go further when they're going that route, I think, than the other way, to be honest. But, yeah, that's just my opinion. Lucas, before we let Coach go, before we get to our parting words, do you have anything else for Mr. Academic, as we call him on the call, Louis Educate? Well, I always like to to kind of end my side of things with just kind of explaining what a day in the life looks like for someone who is playing at your in your organization at the NCDC level, um, especially considering the – 
recruiting is a year round job, right? So anytime someone is listening to this podcast, let's give them a sense of, of what that playing experience is like. A day in the life of a junior comment. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the guys, the guys here love to be at the rink. You know, we practice every day at two 30, our guys are here, you know, more than an hour before. Um, we actually do a, a team like quick run. Um, just it's more of a discipline thing, right? To get guys here on time to make sure they're at the rink and they're ready. They're out of their street clothes. They're not on their phones. They get a light, a very light sweat in. It kind of warms them up. If we're doing video that day, we generally do it right after that. Or if we have a team meeting, um, we'll do it right after that. And then the guys get on the ice. We have a nice practice. Um, we have, we have all the ice the guys want. So, uh, we have ice after for, for the boys when they need it, you know, and we'll do our skill sessions every week where we'll, we'll put guys, you know, one day will be forwards, one day will be D, one day will be goaltending. And there's, you know, four specific or uh, position specific work that I think that is a big key factor for development. And that's our big thing. You know, the later in the week that we get, we'll dive into more systems and kind of our pre-scout and all that stuff. But, um, you know, we have our guys doing community service stuff as well. They work with the, the youth teams, you know, for learn to skate and, and all that stuff. And we'll do some community service events, which I think is really good for the guys. And, you know, um, we have some nice amenities in the rink where the guys will hang out, you know, in our, we have like a, a player lounge, if you will, with, you know, a TV and the guys are in there. Um, we got some rink rats for sure. There's a lot for, a lot of, lot for the guys to do. And, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You know, on game day, obviously, um, is a little bit different, but that's kind of how the the daily life of the of the you know a practice day would go. And don't miss out on Utica coffee, guys. You go play for oh Utica, my gosh, not just, not just the coffee experience, not just being a rink rat, but like that pistachio latte that they were making for me. And then they made a pistachio red eye. I didn't even know what a red eye was. I knew what it was when I was flying on them. But like when when you get a red eye with pistachio in it, it's a game changer, man. It's an absolute game changer of a coffee shop. You got to get there, coach. We get to our parting words here, Lucas. I'm guessing you've got nothing. He's already had to pull that. You, you're like a you're like a like a like a mule right now who's a little worn out. I've been making you plow the farm a little bit while I'm out in the golf course. You're doing all the real work. <laughs> Let's go to coach. Coach, you you. Pick up Lucas's slack here. Your parting words. How do you want to close out the show today? Uh, well, first of all, thanks, guys, for having me. Um, it was really fun talking, and I'm excited about the year, and hopefully we land some of these these guys and these prospects that we want. And The main camp and main showcase is a nice little new touch that I think will will be good for the league with only everyone bringing two teams, which will be exciting. I think it turns our main camp into, into more of a training camp atmosphere. So hopefully if any guys are listening – um, they got to come in here and it's, you know, it's going to be a quick kind of, uh, a quicker cut, if you will, to get down to where we want to be, which I think is a good thing. Um, it'll make main camp more competitive for sure. And I think it'll help the league. I like that coach. My parting words, they always go with a coach and I've been watching Ted Lasso and Ted Lasso, you know, it reminds me just kind of the coaching styles, the techniques, the things in that show with, with the great Ted Lasso of, some of the Marcus and, and Educates and Holskis of the world, some of our younger coaches who understand what these players are going through on a day-in, day-out basis. My quote today, because I just heard it again, be curious, not judgmental. <laughs> I like that a lot. And in that scene with those darts, man, it, it's such a great lesson 
for all our parents, all of our players out there who are learning this game. In hockey, you can be humbled quickly on the ice, so bringing humility to that rink with you at the start of the day is an important way to be a successful, successful athlete. Coach Ejicate does it great. Still has, uh, we won't talk about it on here for him, but the most famous interview in Dan K history on the bench live during the game. Still the greatest coach quote of all time in a live interview. Absolutely loved it. But but this is a coach who, I, I have a feeling that one day Lucas and I are going to be on a bench on ESPN bothering him the same way we've bothered him up here at the NCDC ranks. And he's going to have a lot of his players moving up there with him. Coach Ejicate, we thank you for joining us. We thank you for everything you're doing out there in Utica, New York. You want to find out more about the Utica Junior Comets, head to ncdc.com, usphlncdc.com. Go there right now. Thank you to our sponsors, Selly Salt, sprinkle it on your next meal, GMU Sport, get yourself pumped, get yourself fit, get yourself back in the game, gmusport.com. Remastered Sleep, 10% off at checkout on us. That's Dan K. Show is the coupon code. It's the water bottle of your dreams. Stop snoring with just a sip. If you travel for work and you're snoring around other people or if you're at home and someone won't stop snoring in the bed, get them the Remastered Sleep water bottle. Only Colzig did it. You should do it too. RemasteredSleep.com, Dan K. Show at checkout. And uh, how about the Pueblo Bulls? Run with the Bulls, baby. Just keep running. Again, like like I said last time, Lucas, run, if you see a bull, run from the bull. Okay, like a, an actual bull, you want nothing to do with that bull. Don't even be in the same room as a bull. Pueblo Bulls, you want to run with them. Okay, so those guys, you want to run with them. They're going to the NCDC, Tyler Toonsburg, Toon Toon Toons. Uh, that's it. Coach Educate, Mr. Academic, our guest this week. What a time we've had. Keep watching the Dan K Show. Go to dankshow.com to learn more. Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, The Dan K Show, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about The Dan K Show, head to www.dankshow.com.